Today, every day, small cap investors visit Agoracom knowing this is the day to discover the world's next great company to have their dreams come true. That's why I take to the open road to find them, to tell their stories, to engage them, to bring them to life because they want to connect with you from your office, your phone, your home, anywhere. Agoracom, find your dream. Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to sit down with small cap executives right after they put out important news. With us today, he's back again. If he was back anymore, it'd be a Netflix series. Bernard Turdial, Chairman CEO of HPQ Silicon Resources, trades on the Venture Exchange under the stock symbol HPQ. And by the way, program note for everybody at home. If you're watching this video, great, but if you can't always watch videos, Listen to this interview and other interviews on our podcast site, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Just search for Gorecom. You'll find it. Now, for those new who are new to the story, that is going to be a lot of you, but a lot of you faithful shareholders are here with us. But uh, in, in essence, HPQ Silicon is in the process of becoming, uh, and it's almost an understatement, a vertically integrated producer of silicon. I'm talking so many so many qualities now from metallurgic grade right up to spherical nanopowder nanowire or something today uh so pretty incredible if it sounds like something too big that they're trying to absorb remember this they're doing it with two not one but two world-class technology partners including pyrogenesis canada who is a global leader in plasma torch technologies where their technologies are used on aircraft carriers and Apollon Solar out of France, one of the world's leaders in renewable energies, and in fact, uh, even holds some world records. Today, we're talking about this press release. It's going to sound complicated, but we're going to break it down because it's that important. The company announced they're developing a new PureVap silicon, net metal, silicon metal nanoreactor for low-cost manufacturing of spherical non, spherical metal nanopowders, and so, nanowires. It's not complicated. Spherical silicon metal nanopowders and nanowires. What's complicated about that? You know what? We're gonna have a, we're gonna have a contest for shareholders to say that line as fast as possible, as clean as possible, uh, because it is a mouthful. Bernard, welcome to the show, my friend. But the key point you, you got stumbled is for the next generation of lithium-ion batteries. It's the key to it. It's yeah. literally the key to it. So yeah. Well, so let's talk about that. I'm gonna start mm -hmm. off here with a bang. Mm -hmm. Peter Pascali, who's a, who's a president CEO of Pyrogenesis Canada, said in his quote, I'm reading, the opportunities that are being developed with the PureVap process is nothing short of intoxicating. And for everyone at home, this is a CEO whose products are already used around the world in many different applications with some of the biggest clients you could ask for. For him to be saying that and then go on to say, we never thought when we first embarked on this project that would be developing game-changing technology sought after by the lithium-ion battery market. So obviously, even though you know we're having fun mm -hmm. with Peter's quote, it's dead serious, Bernard, right? Is this, is this as big as he's saying it is in this quote? It's probably even bigger. We can, it's literally the definition of blue sky. That's literally what it is. Um, and the reason why I say this is renewable energy is the, is the mantra of the day. 
Sure. Everybody wants an electronic vehicle. I'm updating my deck and I just took a look at my, I was redoing my deck. And on our deck, we had a, um, a projection for electronic, for a EV, electrical vehicle. It was 20, 000, uh, 20 million units by 2030. The latest number is 50 million units. Really? It is, it's, it's, it's for the same year, 2030, okay? And we saw that happening in the solar space in the sense that uh, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, Greenpeace made a projection. Okay, 20 experts together made projection and they said this quantity. Greenpeace made a crazy projection that everybody thought was crazy, okay? The end result is we beat Greenpeace by 10 times. So the focus here is literally there, but there is a crux in the, in the, the, the EV space. You need better batteries. Everybody's tired of their phone dying. Everybody's tired of everything else. It's a question of batteries. When the battery technology was developed, it wasn't, it wasn't the best one. It was just to meet the business that were, what was required then, right? The material that, that is the, the, the holy grail where everybody is working to is uh, silicone metal. It's much better than graphite, 10 times better than, than, than graphite charging, 40% energy density. That's the key point. Now, silicone has its default. That's why it's not there. One of them is it swells and expands when you charge it. Okay? And the theory is that if you can make spherical nanopowders of silicone, you, you basically are in a winning position for that. Problem is with that is that any process to make that are very, very expensive. That's why they sell for $30,000 a kilogram. And that answers the question for me and a lot of people have that. Isn't this a bit of a crowded market? Aren't a lot of people, nope. you know, kind of chasing this or not, not as much as graphite, not as much as others, but there's some intense competition, but that's where you differentiate, right? Your what differentiation because it's right in your headline is a low cost manufacturing mm -hmm. process. But what it is, is, is the pure value. And, and what, what we've been looking at, what I've been seriously looking at over the last uh, two years is how can I go into the revenue generation business without needing to go raise massive amount of capital? Okay, how do I deal with the catch-22 of the typical junior exploration that goes technology, mining, and everything else? How do I if he, if he reduce that risk to the maximum? Now, the first part is you build a pilot plant to show it, demonstrate. And then you try to figure out, is there any way we can generate revenue out of a pallet plant before I need to go to the big areas? Now, you know, we know that the Gen 3, we feel very comfortable that Gen 3 is going to be the lowest cost producer of metallurgic silicon metal. Yeah, that's great. Exciting. Okay. A metallurgical for everyone at home is uh, in the lower end of price range. It's the low, lowest end of price range. More of a commodity. Big volume, lower margin. Exactly. So basically... You know, we could do it for probably like a dollar, dollar ten a kilogram. We would be winners in that field, okay? But it sells for two dollars and a half. So if you have a pilot plant that only does fifty ton a year, and you make what a buck and a half, two bucks a ton, it's not economically viable. But there are specialty niche market, okay, where the products is sold by kilogram. That's how expensive it is. And so in that in those markets, all right. We, we can quickly generate revenues. So there's going to be some people says, oh, they're back at redoing R&D. No, we're not doing it back at R&D. We're upgrading our technology to be able to, to start looking at more high value material. 
Well, actually, and hold on, let me ask that question because, you know, that's something that kind of creeped in my mind as well. So I started thinking to myself when I saw this headline, when I saw the press, we started saying to myself, okay, Bernard and team and Peter and everybody, um, how do you make these decisions to go into these products? Is it based on gut feel of where the market's going? Is it an addressable market now that you can commercialize on? Because it's starting to feel, and I'll, I'm going to play devil's advocate, but it's starting to feel like you're going to deeper science, which is amazing because clearly there's an advantage there. You have your, part, your partner saying it. But the fear is deeper science means longer commercialization, going to take more time. Explain to us why that isn't the case. That's completely opposite. Um, first okay. of all, we're, we're building up on something. We already have a piece of equipment. Though. We already have that Gen 2, which did its work for the, for, for the Gen 3. We're converting that one into a, a, a new system that's going to allow us a, to prove the commercial scalability and start producing samples to send it down to end market. So we'll know what the end market's looking for. We'll have an exact idea how, how to go there forward. So it is literally focused how I have this piece of equipment. The original plan in the solar plan, okay, the original plan when we started was we get this to work. We see how much, uh, what's the purity we get out of it. Then thank you, good day, goodbye. We, we, we basically scrap that machine and we go for a bigger process. That was the original plan when we were going solar. What has evolved is we got this great machine, we got this great capacity, how can we generate revenues? So, so one of the things that happened, and it's one of the things we're working in parallel, so there's multiple things we're working. That's why we got approached by the solid state lithium battery manufacturer. Okay, that wanted, that wanted you know, uh, silicone wafers that, were, that, are, that are amorphous, which we discussed ad nauseum about Apollo and working on that. That is already an offshoot of what we can do with, with the equipment of the pilot plant. Okay. Um, but I'm not going to put all my eggs in that basket, okay? Um, Pyrogenesis invented plasma optimization, so they're expert on making spherical power. I've been pushing them because I've, I've been doing a lot of research working, and I've worked with experts in, in the field of batteries and all those, those type of areas. And it became very clear that we needed you know, some nanopower. So I've been bugging the crap out of guys at Pyro to be able to see how can we do it. And they figured a way to convert our pure vap, to upgrade our pure vap, okay? So we maintain some of the great capacity of the pure vap reactor. And then we could, at the end of the process, end up making nanopowders and nanowires. So we already, so we already got a good idea of the cost and everything else. So we know we're better positioned than everybody else. We're more advanced. And that's now a market just a that's available right now because in the press release, you actually say a multi-billion dollar opportunity. Is that now or coming it's, in the future it's now the coming in the futures there's billions of dollars invested this is the holy grail there's going to be 50 million electric vehicles okay take all the math you hear about lithium take all the math you hear about graphite we're replacing graphite so you take the equation of what's going to be the graphite demand okay divided by 10 and figure out this this is what's going to be for for uh, for for, for silicon. Okay, smart math Okay. But what does so, that look like next couple of years? Because obviously people don't want to wait till 2030 when they're 50 million EVs. Okay. What does uh, it look like next 12 months, 24 months? Let's bring this back to numbers. 50 ton a year um, pilot plants about 50,000 kilograms. Now let people make the crazy math if I was to sell it. You guys make the math if I was to sell it 1,000 to material sales from $2,000 to $30,000 a kilogram. 50,000 kilograms. Okay. I don't think that those are prices are going to stay for a long time. But what I understand from the industry, if you can do something 
in the hundred to two hundred dollar bracket a kilogram, you're gonna you, you're gonna be in a winning position. Uh, so so you what, make the math. What dollar you, per kilogram? A hundred dollars a kilogram. Okay. If you can sell it, so if if you can sell it to buyers a hundred dollars a kilogram, they'll come and ask you whatever you can produce. But that's going back into mass market, low price. Uh, excuse me, $100 a kilogram selling price. You don't know how much I'm going to be for freaking making it for. Okay. Think about it. In solar, in solar, I had a price of doing solar grade, which was six step at $8 a kilogram. So if you, so if you got... I'm not going to kilograms I'm not gonna you're get, producing a year at hundred dollars is ten million dollars in revenue. If I'm doing if I'm doing back of the napkin math right now, uh, what number do you use? Fifty thousand kilogram? Yeah. Fi, uh, what well, earlier said fifty thousand fifty thousand and fifty thousand and a hundred is five million a year. Okay. All right. So you're but back of the napkin it, math. How soon do you get to that market? And I know you can't get all one shot, but. I guess that's what shareholders are asking. It's not big. Okay, get this in perspective. 50,000 kilogram is 50 ton. 50 ton is nothing. Right. It's not that big. Um, it will grow to become bigger. Okay, it's going to be a multi 100,000 tons, 100,000 tons of requirement per year. Okay. But the moment is, if I start making money out of this, then I don't need to go to market to, to finance everything else. Then building up bigger commercial plant becomes different. So my focus now, my, my true focus isn't getting the Gen 3 working as fast as possible. My true focus is how can I generate revenue on my Gen 3 and how can alleviate the risk. And that's what this press release is announcing. Okay? Because right. we, know, we feel comfortable with the Gen 3 is going to be able to do. We're not really worried about this. Yeah, I know people say we want to see it work. We're not really that. It's it's not that big of an issue. What I'm really more focused about is how can I generate basically revenues from that Gen Three, and by upgrading it to what we've announced, uh, a nano reactor to make spherical spherical uh, uh, nano powders or make even nano wires for that market. That's already big. Billion dollars are invested by, by big companies. This is, this is one of those areas where, where it is. And we have a massive leg off from everybody else. Okay. Um, because we are thinking, my competitors are mostly university driven, research driven, those type of research. We're very much focused on commercial scale of this. And in your press release, you actually say, we're very confident, I'm reading here again, so pardon my read, but we're very confident about the prospect of being one of the first companies coming to market with a low cost process that makes the spherical silicon metal nanopowders and nanowires. Now to do that, you mentioned the press release that you're going to have to run a series of tests first. Mm -hmm. You have a basic ETA for testing time and then coming to market. What, it, you know, basic, no, no one... Do not do not want to sound too too uh, too mean about this, but having been burned so many times with giving ETAs, we've came up with the best sentence in the coming months. Okay, no, uh, and that's fair enough because it's not because <laughs> you do have, like you said earlier, some shareholders are starting to become concerned that oh, are you going back to R and D? Are you just a two? First of all, we're not going back to R and D. We're always doing R and D. We're always no, trying to figure I want out. To clarify we're always trying concern. to figure out. We're we're not going back to the test. If you go back to when HPQ had its best run as a publicly traded company, okay, 
is when we started the testing program in the solar space. Okay. And in fact, what we were trying to do is, is being the only company in the world and, and, and that we were, but because everyone was so focused on solar, that, that success was, was, was basically underwhelmed. We're the only process in the world that takes low quality feedstock to make it a higher quality end product, cheaper. Okay, nobody else does that. Everybody else in the industry, all my competitors in the, in the silicone metal industry need very high purity feedstock to make a lower purity feedstock. Okay, so, you know, that should have been, but because we were so focused and thinking, oh, we're going to go all the way to solar, um, that great success got underwhelmed because it, it wasn't solar, you know, but what we did was incredible. And it's building up on that that we're moving forward. And I've been telling you, I've been doing a lot of work in battery space. I've been doing a lot of research on this. I just haven't been talking too much about it because I didn't want to confuse people until we had a very specific, clear plan. Now, the plan is very simple. With Apollon, we're working on two prospects. Um, basically, uh, silicone, poor silicone wafer, specifically for a uh, solid-state lithium battery manufacturer under which we're an NDA. Yeah, you got to like that for everyone at home. You got to that, like that, that. That's one. Second one, and actually we had a discussion today and, and, and the sample should be sent to a laboratory in the coming two, three weeks or in the coming weeks, that's what I'm going to say. And basically it's going to be taking porous silicone wafers, crushing them and trying to see how they react compared to, how they compare to other silicone, taking the porous silicone in the battery space. So those are two aspects already working. With this one that we're working with, with Pyro, okay, we're gonna have the, the Gen 2 transform into a demonstration machine. We will eventually, in the coming months, start producing samples, send them to, to, the, to, to different universities, and maybe, maybe there'll be companies coming into it. Uh, there's some research material that says you need, you need a certain size of, of, of spherical, and we're almost there. And this was just a proof of concept test done a seat by your seat of your pants by the guys at Pyro. So we feel very comfortable once we have the machine, it's going to be exactly when we started in the, um, in the Gen 2 and the Gen 1 testing and everything else, we were incremental movement, but it's going to be much faster because we're working out of five years of experience. So we understand the process. We understand how it works. We understand where we're going. These are powders. These are not, you know, the guys that power up, they know, they know something, something about powder. So it's a, a little something about powder, a little, little something about powder. So if you put all these things together, okay, what you then have is a company that is looking at how to generate revenue, okay, from a pilot plant, which is already paid for. Within part of, within the budget, which we already have the financing for, to operate it. It's not bad. If, I, if we spend more money, it's going to be more specific R&D, but it's R&D that's designed to meet the, the needs of potential clients. But I am not going to sign, um, unless it's an incredible deal, but I'm not going to go looking at off-take agreement. And the reason for it is that every company is in my position that goes under the pressure of the investor crowd to go take an off-take agreement always takes a shitty off-take agreement. Look at yeah, because the, the first uh, guy wanting an off-take agreement knows you don't have one. And, exactly. Uh, and they, so basically, they, they, they force you to, to negotiate. So, using, that, using that negotiating tactic, force you to and expose how do, how do I avoid that position? Is because I eliminate my need for the big money. Okay. At the beginning, right. when we started, right. we were going to have smart. our own quartz mine. Okay. So 
I would need, I, my project would need to finance my technology and the CapEx of the money. That was, the, that was one of the parts of the project. So the, so the PureVap technology QRR requires quartz. So we eliminated the need for quartz because we realized we could buy it, but we, it's still, we need that raw material and everything else. So by buying it, we're okay and everything else. But now as we move into this technology, and I don't think people really saw it in, in the picture. If you take a look at the picture, I'm saying feedstock. We can use our own feedstock, okay? Or yeah. if it's cheaper, we buy metallurgy green silicon metal. Or if we really want to be even more green, we can probably recycle old solar cells because they're made of silicon. Because we keep the, we keep the capacity of the pure vat to eliminate impurities in the process. So what I've done is I've basically eliminated the other need of building my feedstock at the beginning. Okay. Eventually, your bad is I got to admit, Bernard, you know, it's hard for it to come through. That's why these interviews are so important because it's hard for it to come through sometimes just in a press release that's technical in nature. Forget about, you know, telling, you know, what your thought process says for your commercialization. But that's, uh, I got to admit, just, just the fact that you are avoiding the offtake step by not having mass capex needs that requires you to drop your pants in a negotiation is really intelligent save for the fact that you don't have to go raise hundreds of millions of dollars which is a huge advantage and you know for everyone at home hpq silicon hpq silicon how many other small cap market small cap companies right now are at such an advanced stage of being a silicon producer for the lithium-ion battery market and, and, you know, from all different grades and kinds, wafers, porous silicon, nano, you know, spherical powders. I'm almost starting to, you know, uh, myself starting to run out of memory on those things. But last question for you, Bernard. Um, mm -hmm. Is this, is it, you think this is the last we're hearing of, you know, new potential products and now are you, because there's always so many new potential products you bring on board that you have to test and commercialize and sample and all that. So do you think this is it and now it's more focusing on tests and getting samples out to the market? Or do you think there's even more coming? Because, you know, people at home, including me, we don't know what the battery market needs. So are you, well, the are you scratching the, the tip of the iceberg or are you already, or are you taking the iceberg out of the water? Uh, we already got a pretty big iceberg here. So I'm not going to be looking for another one for a little while. This being said, um, I can always get surprised by somebody, you know, as I said about the porous silicone, it can be used for anything from medical and everything else. There might be application that comes into it and, and we'll have to take a look at it, but it's not going to be something very, very complicated for us because we're already making it in the powders and everything else. So, but it's all, remember, we're an advanced silicone innovation product company. That's literally what we are. Um, so if there is a, a, a silicone application that needs a very high value, like higher purity material, and those type of things, we'll be looking into them. But right now, my focus is, is much more on uh, seeing how I can design a, a, a path flow, uh, a pathways to uh, generating revenue. And, you know, it's not going to be instantaneous, but it's much more advanced than everything else. It's going to be much faster in your mind. Uh, you, know, you know, I don't need, I don't need an environmental issues and everything else. I'm just, you know, I just need electricity, my process. We, 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 we convert it and that's it. Um, so I think the permitting process, every, I think everything is much simpler because it's smaller scale to start off with. 
once we've demonstrated how it works, we'll be, we'll be going to it. I think the only big question we're going to ask ourselves is with the result of, 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 the, um, of the Gen 2, the new Gen 2 that we're, that we're rebuilding, the upgraded Gen 2 is, okay, what do we do? You know, do we is, is the interest for our product so high that we immediately start thinking about converting the Gen 3 into a production machine or not? Those are the type of discussion that will come into it. Um, but we always- Those are good discussions to be having. Yes, you see, what the Gen 3, what, what the QRR is gonna give us is always have the opportunity of being the lowest cost feedstock material, okay? Our own feedstock will be always the cheapest. But if the market, if the margin are high, if you look at solar at the beginning, solar at the beginning, they didn't care if they paid three bucks, four bucks to their metallurgic grade silicon metal because they were selling it for 30, you know, hundred thousand dollars all the way to, to the price. Now it's down to $8 a kilogram. It pisses them off to have to pay three to do it. Okay. That was one of our key with, with the QR and the solar. So we're always going to have that advantage as competitor come in, comes in. Okay. We'll always have that great advantage being able to, 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 to keep reducing the cost as we build volume and everything else. But at the beginning, you know, you're a disruptive technology. You got to go for the biggest part of the profit to finance everything else. And that's, that's what we're looking at. Those are, those are the, the fruits we're looking at. And this is what Peter, this is what Peter meant by it. It's like, we suddenly realized there's a lot of very low hanging fruit for us. They're not for everybody else. You can't replicate what we've been doing, but for us, they are low hanging fruits. Bernard, thanks for being with us today because this isn't an easy press release to kind of get across to people, but the fact that you're here and, and uh, gave us good explanation of what it is that you're doing. And at the same time, I think it was really important, you know, what the commercialization timeline looks like loosely when you're saying matter of months, as opposed to something that could be a really long-term endeavor. I, I find that to be uh, maybe the most refreshing part of it all. Cause I like everyone at home, I'm a shareholder too. And it's, it's great to know that you're talking that you're, you guys are talking about matters of months and congratulations on this. Uh, another, another great milestone and, it, do us a favor. Give us a little break before we have you back on. What? I'll find another, uh, something else for next week. Come on. No, all kidding aside, the more you're on, it means you're doing amazing things. So all kidding aside, I hope, I hope you call me up next week. Say, George, tomorrow morning, putting out a big press release. We need an interview because uh, I love when I get those phone calls from you. So thanks, Bernard. Have a great day. And for everyone at home who's been watching, uh, either via video or listening via podcast, you've heard what Bernard has to say. Uh, you may have to watch this or listen to it a second time, but start doing your due diligence. Get to Agoracom, look at the company's profile there to try and get a summary of everything that's been going on, especially for new investors. Then get over the HP Silicon website, do your due diligence even further, which should end up back in Agoracom where the CEO verified forum there has got Bernard himself on it. You ask questions, that's Bernard that's answering them. And that kind of transparency, that kind of access tells you a lot about the company's confidence. I think you can read between the lines on that one. So thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a fantastic day. See you next time.